All right, let's let's uh, let's get real. Let's let's get real right now because you already know where you at. Let's get actually factually real right now. What is this? <laughs> well, I'm not 100% sure, but if I had to guess, I'd probably say the podcast or program or audio show that you're currently listening to most likely goes by the name uh, Evil Go Our Podcast with Close Quarter Manabi. I'm your host, Knight. Welcome back. Back with some more of that sweet, sweet poor man's philosophy. That sweet edutainment is what co-host Cody Manawi calls it, which I liked at first. I kind of hate it now, edutainment. But, I mean, it's a perfect description for what we're, what we're trying to do here. We're trying to educate ourselves and entertain ourselves at the same time. Hopefully, it's helpful for people. <laughs> Hopefully, it doesn't sound like we're just going through existential crises every episode. But today, on today's episodic adventure, we discuss an unknown superpower that most people have at their disposal that they don't even use. A little something called vulnerability. I think this episode, I think this episode is about vulnerability. We kind of bounced around. It was supposed to be, so so it was supposed to be a two-part episode about vulnerability, and this was supposed to be the first part. And we ended up talking a lot about uh, COVID during this episode and how it relates to vulnerability. Uh, we talked about the psychological effects of isolation. We talked about some of the stuff that we referenced in the ignorance episode and how it plays on vulnerability and how people are vulnerable to misinformation. And it's crazy. Uh, you know, we've been we've been tricked to think that vulnerability was a bad thing and not even tricked. I mean, it made sense when you were vulnerable in the early days. Your ass just got dragged into the mountains never to be seen again by a fucking lion but those days aren't the case anymore so uh, we get into it on this first part a little bit more about the actual concept of vulnerability in the second part but this is a great episode i love these free form conversations that we have that are based around kind of one topic but we kind of go everywhere so as always Makile on the beats leave a review rate review on all the platforms you know the deal man Stay tuned till the end to hear all the promos and whatnot. And, uh, you know, let's get it. You know, it's that time. I want you to say it with me. Come on. You got this. I say it every episode. Begin the pro... You're not saying it. You're not fucking saying it. Come on. Here we go. Time to begin the program. You didn't say it, but cool. Uh oh, we back. 
I said, uh-oh, we back. <laughs> I said, we here. You said what? I said, uh-oh, we back. Oh, man. We uh-oh, back. we back. My boy, is we back or is we spinal? Google Maps says we back. <laughs> Let's get it, dog. You already know what it is. You already know where it is. You already know what's going on. Uh-huh. It's it's a brand new life. Uh-huh. It's a brand new year. Uh-huh. It's the very first uh-huh. episode. And what is this? It's, oh, you already know. Isn't it? The, it's the... It's podcast with co-host Cody Manawi. I'm your host tonight. And it's your boy, back Cody. In business. Uh, you know, we're, we're kind of like that show that, you know, has that long hiatus for no particular reason. Like we're the game of Thrones of podcasts, I, I would say Ooh. just way more nudity and violence. Like I feel like in, we in, in our podcast, in our podcast more, for sure. It's more nudity and yeah, violence than game of Thrones. Yeah. Like, I, I agree. I think it's, we're like nude. We're nude, right? <laughs> yeah. This is nude. <laughs> for sure. This is nude in some We expose sense. ourselves. To to the uh, we bear our souls and our genitalia. Our voices. Um, so yeah, I feel like yeah, we can go ahead and call it season two. And I was trying to figure out, you know, should we talk about where we've been? I'm like, it doesn't. It does not matter. I don't. I don't think it does because we're all kind of in the same shitty boat right now. Yeah, I think. Uh, I think in yeah in life we're all we all kind of agree that life is a shitty boat. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, and I think we're. In a shitty boat, and we're going up Shit's Creek right now. And yeah. to Shit's the... Creek is a really good show, by the way. <laughs> well, the Shit's Creek that we're currently on is leading to fucking nowhere. I have no clue. Yeah, I don't think we. I don't think any of us know where this is headed. I think we all agree it feels like a slow descend, mm-hmm. but like the descend is only slow because like the boat hasn't broken yet. Right, and the bro- the boat is about to break, so and nobody no matter- knows when it's gonna break. Yeah, we just hear it cracking every day. Exactly, like each new news story, you just like a, it's like a oh sh- shit, how I see we some water? I guess we're still here. Yeah, for now. I, and I think um, that's actually a really good place to start because that's kind of what gave me the inspiration for today's episode. Um, I wanted to talk first. I wanted to kind of talk about um, unpredictability, right? We mm-hmm. kind of talked about this a little bit already, like the feeling that we don't know what's going to happen, the feeling mm-hmm. of uncertainty. That's what I wanted the original uh, topic of the podcast to be, like uncertainty and the and what uncertainty does to the brain and whatnot, like that feeling that we have in the background. Um, but it slowly started to kind of morph into a podcast about vulnerability, mm-hmm. ironically enough, because that feeling that we're talking about, right, that background uncertainty, we have that every day, right? It's like mm-hmm. the, it's these times. I mean, we're, we have it every day as normal human beings, but like in these times, I don't know if you've heard about this, but there's like this virus thing going around and it's like... Oh, yeah. It's like... Uh, it's weird. It's like... Code. Yeah, it's like it's like Cody Coat it's something like that. It's like COVID uh seventeen so COVID nineteen. Right. And it's 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 affecting a lot of people. Um and by a lot of people I mean literally every person on earth is affected by this disease. It doesn't have to be where you're personally affected health wise, financially, some in some way this is this is affecting you. And this background kind of uncertainty about what's gonna happen 
it gives you kind of like a low level, or I'll speak for myself, it gives me kind of like a low level of anxiety at all times, right? It's like a show that's playing in the room while you're trying to go asleep and, and, and you can't get up and turn it off, right? Yeah, like yeah. it's just it, it's just there the whole time, and whether mm. you want to notice it or not. Mm. And every now and then you might tune into it, and it'll really just tank your mood. Yeah, yeah. For me, it's just it's left me feeling extremely exposed. And mm. you know, I've heard I've seen a quote saying that like this this virus didn't uh, make us more vulnerable any more vulnerable than we were before because. You know, we were right. that vulnerable before. We just had things and we were attached to certain things, but we were still just as vulnerable. And so I've heard like different takes on, on this perspective is like, oh yeah, we always been vulnerable, so we should own our own <laughs> own our own schools, own our own guns. Mm-hmm. And like, you yeah. know, they took that whole survivalist mindset and then there's people who I guess are in the more spiritual realm are just saying, Yeah, we was always this exposed. You just gotta become more at peace with yourself to know that, you know, you'll make the most out of any situation because you trust yourself and you trust that you gotten yourself this far and so you can get yourself out of this exposure that's Mm. i like that i I connected to that exposure the whole concept of being exposed right because we've been hearing about the certain people who are quote-unquote more exposed or more quote-unquote vulnerable to this virus people Mm. with what do they say pre-existing conditions uh, asthma you're being very bothered by that fly. Yeah, it's really getting to me. I'm sorry. Fuck that guy. Get! Right? People with asthma, people with whatever, any type of pre-existing conditions, then you're quote-unquote more vulnerable to catching this virus, right? Yeah. And right now, the whole idea of being vulnerable is a really scary thing because I feel like not only being vulnerable to some type of pathogen or or virus or bacteria entering your body but also like the idea that you can lose your job yeah. you can just lose your job and just be asked out yeah by no you didn't do anything yeah you can think that you have many sources of income and they can all get clapped and you were and you you were like you thought you had the most secure job but you didn't know that a little pandy could pop up and all of the a sudden pandemic. and all of a sudden you're screwed. And and so that feeling I feel like everybody has that feeling whether you have a secure job or not. Like I've been lucky enough to be able to work through the pandy. And unfortunately, like a lot of the people I know got fired or got laid off and or collecting unemployment. Cody, your situation. I, don't I have know. a very interesting situation. I mean I was freelance before and I had Different ways. So you already felt vulnerable, right? As yeah, a, I mean, as a freelancer, I, as a freelancer, I always knew that um, I was a little bit more vulnerable than an average person in a sense where I, it was up to me to find my money. Right. It wasn't up to this, you know, already operating uh, business to just provide me a job. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, it was always up to me, but it was still I felt a little sense of security knowing that I can make money off of ver- a lot, like various different avenues. Mm-hmm. And I thought that that kind of left me with a sense of security because I never would have thought that everybody would need to be in the house. <laughs> like all, you never thought that all of those avenues would be gone. Yeah, like. I never, I n- never would have imagined that all of these things would get clapped or that there would be something that can uniformly close yeah. the amount of opportunity. Not to say that there's not opportunities in my things, but they're like so skim mm-hmm. compared to. Um, what we had before. And I don't know if that means that for 
the times before we just had a plethora of opportunities or if well, like, yeah we probably had way or, more opportunities than we thought yeah we may have been like we had more to be grateful for back yeah. then um so i guess it's just like an acknowledgement to always be grateful for everything you have of course yeah but at the same time it's just like i don't think anybody could predict it that this much would be closed down yeah and it's kind of gives you a opening it, it kind of opens you up to see just how many professions or just how many things involve being around another person yeah because all jobs that included or any um uh any type of business that included any type of personal um connection or, or physical um closeness got shut down and we realized that's like most things most things involve you being around other people and it made me way more aware of the connections that we have Mm -hmm. to each other whether we like it or not we're way more connected than i would have ever thought which i kind of felt that like that's kind of a feeling that you get when you're on shrooms like uh, yo everything's connected this hippie new age shit and you're like outside like licking a tree and it's like that's not what it necessarily means but now i feel like a hundred percent i get what they mean and that connection actually makes you feel like especially in a situation like this you understand just how vulnerable you are because if that connection with other people is pulled away all sorts of things happen right it makes you realize how much you need people in your life and even like i would always describe myself as an introvert like I guess for a long point in my life, mm-hmm. but then I realized that like, yo, I actually do value seeing other people, whether right. it's like I'm super excited to talk to them or not. Um, I still value like being able to see other people, to touch other people without thinking that much about hmm. like, oh, this could possibly end my life, or like this could possibly <laughs> like, I could catch something from this guy. And you see just how many people like truly or like truly want that connection there's certain people who are like man fuck this pandemic bro pull up you know what i mean yeah. there's like who, who actually need it. yes <laughs> low-key because <laughs> we're not doing this on uh fucking zoom right now yeah but um not even just that though not even are just the first podcast to stop social no, distancing no there, there's different podcasts has been doing it the whole time joe rogan's been doing it the whole time but he, he hasn't, hasn't been he hasn't been social he's distancing. been no but he's been testing literally every guest and i don't have the budget for that so i'm just gonna have to go with he's my been testing every guest yeah wow right. joe rogan yeah all right moving on <laughs> <laughs> but like not even just the personal connection like the personal physical connection that you want with somebody just the connection that we have, whether we know it or not, to other people in a sense where if everybody in your neighborhood buys all of the toilet paper, there's no toilet paper for you. Yeah. So you're connected to all these people, whether you like it or not, and now you have no to- toilet paper and your ass is vulnerable to being shitty. Yeah. Like you're, you're exposed. <laughs> I will say this pandemic has taught me that baby wipes are very valuable and People probably should get into them. That's a good lesson. There should be adult baby wipes. And how did you learn this? Just a quick... <laughs> and there are, but how did you learn There's this? There's adult baby wipes? I mean, Are they adult wipes? Just because they're everything. They're adult wipes. We and we can have... coin that right now. Is that going to be a part of our merch? Yeah, I think we should get adult wipes. So just encourage people to have a clean asshole and not <laughs> rub, rub a dry toilet paper against your... Uh, your rectum? Your asshole, have which a is clean ego. possibly more like you know, it's porous. 
Yeah. It's like you have a porous asshole. You've thought a lot about this. Yeah. And so, like, it, it, like if you wipe with the regular toilet paper, mm-hmm. but then you follow up with the baby wipe, you realize how much you probably aren't getting. Can you not stare at me directly in my eyes as you say this? No, like, I think I, I, I feel that. like I I'm, have to shit now. No, I think you just need to clean your ass with a wipe. <laughs> I think that I think everybody could. Cause like you're vulnerable to. You know what? It, yeah, don't try to, to pull it in. It doesn't. <laughs> cause, cause you know, like assholes. No, it doesn't link. <laughs> but no, honestly though, the feeling of uh, the feeling of uncertainty and the lack of control mm-hmm. is really what I'm trying to get to. The lack of control makes you feel so vulnerable. You never had control though. And you never had control. That's the thing. That's the thing that it's like. That's the whole catch. You never had it. So this is something that brings you that brings all of those thoughts to the forefront like, right. oh, what is real then? What do I have actual control over? Yeah. And when you're forced into isolation, you probably have a lot more time to think about that. You have a lot more time to think about how truly vulnerable you are. Yeah. I think one thing that is going to be so great that comes from this is that our minds are powered up right now. I think like collectively the world's like metaphysical or ethereal hmm. or however you want to frame it, our minds have just been ramped up so much because so many people are having to be alone to think. And although like, you know, there's also people who like, you know, starting to have like mental health things and we're starting to bubble up, mm-hmm. we still have that awareness now. We're like, we're becoming way more aware of ourselves way more aware of the world around us just because we have more time to learn about the world around us. We're not put into that hamster wheel of just running. You think so? I think that I think that overall our our minds are just going to be so powered up now. And so it's going to be interesting to see where when things come back, when our society starts, you know, or not maybe not come back, but in our next step, what yeah. direction we're gonna go in with all this mental metaphysical energy Mm -hmm. see i do want to in my head lean towards like that's how things are going to be hopefully people will find some type of new um reason to be more connected to each other but i do feel like there's a pushback with even the overall concept of a social distancing, like your social distancing. They don't even say physical distancing. They say social distancing, meaning like distance yourself in every way. Hmm. You know, and I feel like why even, did they say social? I don't know. That's that I always thought about that. I, I continue and I to this day I'm like, why did they say social distancing? I feel like that idea is encouraging being a part in more than just a physical way and like emotional. Um, and yeah, I do feel like people are now making the the steps to call their mom every Monday or like reach out on Zoom to the people that you didn't see when you had the chance. But at the same exact time, I feel like it's also encouraging people and push to go deeper into themselves mm-hmm. and not even not necessarily the most positive ways, like isolation, being with yourself in a way that you're starving for human connection, but you feel as though you have to isolate. Yeah, and and I and I think that it's a good point to to even look at the wording that we use. Instead of saying solitude, we use isolation. Isolation, yeah, yeah. And, and like the energy behind those two words is like a, it's a totally it's very different, different. It's very different. So with solitude, do you feel like is a more 
is a better way to describe what you should be doing when you're yeah, by yourself. Yeah, spending time in solitude, not in isolation. Because isolation means you're apart from everything else, and solitude means you're coming together. Mm. But you're com- But it's always assumed you're also alone. And so, like, right. it's a, like we don't coming together while being alone. That's, a good... That's interesting. I'm glad I said that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bagels, bitch, season two. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think as a, I didn't even think about the social part or or like the words that we've chosen to use, just haven't been strategically used or have they i don't know if it's strategic but i do know that words hold power yeah and so like i feel like when people hear that um and i've seen since i've been working a service job uh, i uh, work at a bakery and we've been deemed at as an essential business (laughs) and for some why are you laughing what's funny about that I've been able to kind of see the worst sides of people, um, these kind of fearful states. And it kind of led me to understand more about people. I see how fear and um, uncertainty makes you vulnerable or way more vulnerable to misinformation, right? Mm -hmm. Because the more fear and anxiety written that you are, I feel like you want to attach yourself to something. You need some type of certainty. You need some type of ground to stand on. And even if the idea is insane, even if it doesn't latch on to the logical parts of your brain, the fear will make an idea more relevant to you because you just don't want to die. You don't want to you don't want to be vulnerable for one. You don't want to open yourself up to any type of foreign attack. So whatever idea or concept that can protect you from whatever unsaid, uncertain um attack that may like show itself you will attach to that idea and i feel like people especially with these like different conspiracy theories on why this is why this happened was it made in a lab is it a natural occurrence of just nature in general i i feel like the fear and uncertainty is like driving people insane yeah facts i i agree and i think it's like (sighs) people are afraid to just say they don't know yeah and I think not knowing is scarier than knowing the wrong thing. That's being vulnerable. Saying that you don't know some shit because yeah. you want to know. Yeah. You want to be the person they, they come to you. Yo, why did they say only people with pre-existing conditions can get it? Oh, it's because it's like a certain blood type that you have. Like you want to be the person to have the answers, but yeah, like yeah. it's way more. Or even like just beyond just wanting to be the person who has the answers, you need some answers for yourself. Like and you need you need to make sense of this because not knowing something is mm. just a, not knowing something is scarier than knowing the wrong thing. Yeah, and it leaves you way more open. Yeah, and I think that people like in terms of to protect our mind right now, I think a lot of this is telling us to come down to our own senses, and people struggle to think for themselves because they have to face with the fact that they were wrong on their own. Right. As opposed to being wrong because somebody told you the wrong thing. Right. Yeah, like being not knowing 
is very scary. Yeah. And so, like, you rather just convince yourself that you know. Yeah. Like, yeah, I heard this on the news, but it makes sense. Well, you didn't really dig that deep into it. It makes sense. Yeah, like, you're it's, protecting it's, yourself. It's, yeah, it's just convenient to, to know that, to know something for yourself, to follow something. Right. People don't. People would rather follow something than nothing, mm. or follow something else than themselves. Right, right. Or, or just to say, like you said, just to say you don't know, it leaves you too exposed to what could be, and what could be a lot of times is way scarier than what is because right. your brain and your imagination can do wonders with what could be, right. and I and I know that just from my own personal experiences with like procrastination you know the main thing about procrastination and we said this in like one of the very first very first episodes of the evil ego hour we talked about season one first idea of procrastination um being your brain kind of running wild with uh whatever you plan to do you get you feel more harmed i guess by the idea of it like you feel like like if you have to clean the kitchen or whatever and you know that's something that you need to do you see it as such a daunting task for some reason you see it as like painful to you it's something that you have to do so you seek some type of instant gratification and you keep avoiding this daunting task because for some reason it's uh, provoking some sort of negative response in you and instead of just dealing with it and like leaving yourself open to the possibility that you might not enjoy it for a little bit, you rather just avoid it in some certain way. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's what we're doing with this. Like we are afraid to open ourselves up to the possibility of just we don't know. And that's ironic because that's all we're hearing. It's like we don't know. We we don't know yeah. about this. When you actually when you actually look at this, all the conflicting like conclusions that these different places are coming to uh, these different predictions that are just like so volatile that like one one person saying oh we won't be back till 2022 and some people say oh we'll be back this summer like we don't know like we don't know when the we don't know what's going on the only thing that's clear is that we don't know right and i think people just need to look within themselves and say okay although i don't know what's going on out there i need to figure out what's going on in here and in myself and in my head and figure out what I do I really, really want. What do, what am I going to do with all this I don't know with the current situations of, you know, needing to be able to work and make money, you know, in solitude uh, or in isolation. Um, Can what, you truly do that? Can you do that when so much, as we've shown, is like left out of your hands, your connection with other people completely not completely but it directly or indirectly affects your life whether you like it or not mm-hmm. you know what i mean i i'll say, speak for myself i had a full on panic attack my first panic attack when all of this started to go down and that was the reason for it it was the realization that oh i don't have to believe in this disease i don't need to believe in this virus i don't need to to even think it's as big of a deal it does not matter because if other people do then I'm affected whether I like it or not. Like, so how can you truly do what you're saying? Like, find that solidarity with the simultaneous, like, idea. Like, simultaneously knowing that it is out of your control. I think it's just being present within it all is to take it, like, to look at what's right in front of you. What can you do right now? And to say, okay, if this is the only thing I can do, I'm just going to do this. I'm going to do this as much as I can. You know what I mean? Or I'm going to 
you know, figure out what is possible. What can I do? A lot of us are more, this, this, this virus has, it makes us feel like we're not powerful and that we can't do things, but we're more in power of ourselves than, than we think we are. Mm. And so become like becoming more knowledgeable of yourself and, you know, what your values are, what your goals in life are, what means the most to you. One thing that I really was able to hold in, hone in on during this quarantine is what really means the most to me. If, if like everything that I wanted to do was snatched away and, right. um, one thing is this, you know, this podcast and what we're building with this platform is like, I realize this is one of the most empowering things that I can do, mm. um, and myself, and to also just be myself. Just speaking. Just speaking, and that's one thing I always love to do was to talk to people yeah. and to engage with people and to you know throw some ideas. And out And you're there. being very vulnerable right now. Like you have like over the course of this experience, <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. I, you've opened yourself up, and that's I feel like. If you're going to do anything in this world, uh, and we'll kind of get to this in the second part, we'll get to the emotional side of vulnerability and truly what it is. We, uh, we kind of got the COVID talk out the way in the first section because it does play a part. You know what I mean? Everybody feels vulnerable right now and your immune system and all of that is vulnerable to attack all that shit. But like what we're doing right now is so important, opening ourselves up and letting people know that that. One, we're not alone. Like we talked about this forced connection, but mm-hmm. this kind of voluntary connection, our, us exposing ourselves to let you know that we are like you. If you are experiencing these feelings, you are not alone. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if you're not like me, hopefully you can get some type of benefit from hearing me talk about how hard it is to be a human <laughs> because you are also a human at the at the base level you experience the same things as me so and i do think that like you know a lot of people talked about like this it was always this um it always came across as very like vapid or very airy or mystical and shit. And when people were talking about, oh, the shift in consciousness in 2012 <laughs> or, or shift in consciousness in 2020. But I think to put it in a more like practical mindset is that we are shifting the way that we think about things. We're shifting our perspectives on life, our perspectives on values, our perspectives on uh, of the world around us and our perspectives on ourselves at this time. And so... You know, I want to say Bruce Lipton said you're either in a a state of growth or a state of um, security, but not both at the same time. And you can't end this. Mm. We have since we have to grow. Anytime something is in its growing phase, it's vulnerable yeah. to a lot of damage. I mean, if it's we, gonna hurt. If we think about when plants are growing, and you know, before their roots run deep, that they're you know they're more vulnerable. We think about even humans. Yeah. Uh, when they're very early, and you know, when they're in the womb, if anything happens to the mom, then that baby's vulnerable. And even with ourselves, like right now in this time, our minds were changing and we're in this like birthing stage. And so we're all very vulnerable in our heads to what, like you said earlier, misinformation. We're vulnerable to other people uh, and we're vulnerable to ourselves and like the things that 
we intake and the things that we put out, um, we're just vulnerable. Yeah, we're vulnerable as shit. Everybody, we always knew that we could just get attacked by like a tornado randomly, but that one thing nobody really thought about—a little cough, cough, a little sneezles—you didn't even think that that might be the thing to shut down the whole world. Yeah, so like we're all vulnerable, and um, we'll see how that affects us. And people, you know, time and history has shown that um the powers that be or the shadow government or the deep state however you want to put at it they like to use these times when we're very vulnerable and to um i guess activate people in the state and to be able to influence them to think a certain way so um it's just very important that we all stay very sharp and to um you know keep gaining knowledge of self and knowledge of the world around us and so, you know, although we are vulnerable, we can um, learn to develop some type of security within ourselves. Wow, yeah. That's that's it. I feel like I, I have a point on that, but I'm going I'm to I'm wait until part two. I feel like we covered enough, or at least a nice introduction to the concept of vulnerability and how it plays a part in us immediately right now there's a lot of deep go ahead take a little sip you earned it uh, in the second part we're going to get deeper into the emotional side of vulnerability and and shame and all the other aspects of what it takes to be vulnerable and why be vulnerable and why we're not just inherently vulnerable as human beings we're going to talk about all that but we're going to make you wait you're going to make that ass wait a little bit how about that? Yep, we'll come back Sunday. How you feeling? I'm feeling good. I think we're going to power through this week. We're going to realize, you know, how we've been vulnerable, how we are vulnerable, and how we're going to use this time of... We really have to grow at this point in time. Yeah. And so how we're going to use that, and let's power through the week with that, come back on Sunday, and uh, we'll go into Talk a little bit more detail. more about it. A little bit more detail. Hi, peoples. Oh, I'm so glad to be back. We love you. Have a great week. Oh, man. Peace! Peace! Hello. And now a word from our sponsors. This episode of the Evil Ego Hour podcast is sponsored by Guided Meditations for the Burdened Soul by Celestial Beings. Disconnect from your physical body and get in touch with the source energy. Open your heart and expose your soul to the light of the universe. The veil has been lifted. None of it is real. Your pain, your sorrow, your suffering. None of it is real. Your house, your money, your dog, your parents, they're all just an illusion. Everything is a concept. Food is just an illusion. There's no point in eating because the only food that you need is information. Come with us. Join the journey that so many have already taken. The journey into the seat of the celestial soul. Aquarius. 
All you have to do is close your eyes and picture a phone in your mind's eye. And on that phone, dial 1-800-MOONSIGN for a free consultation. Get in touch with who you are and who you are not.